Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin and I'm the Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now, today I'm delighted to welcome back Ryan Weeks, who's the CISO at Datto, onto today's podcast. So welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining us once again. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Now, we did a podcast last December, and we were talking about Datto's fourth annual Global State of the Channel ransomware report. And you mentioned during that conversation, obviously, Datto would be working on the European State of the Channel ransomware report, and those findings are now in. So we're going to delve into that a little bit further on today's episode. And I think a good starting off point here is if you could outline what the European State of the Channel report investigated and who it surveyed. Every year, Data does a uh, kind of a state of the channel ransomware report, and we look at different geographic regions as well as global trends. And the way we look at those trends is by asking our MSP customers that service small and medium-sized business what they're seeing out in the landscape. And so we pull thousands of MSPs you know, across a number of questions collate that data and then and then look for interesting uh, trends and information and then share that out inside the report. Yeah, there's a lot of important information in there. And I, that's a perfect follow-up question really is what were the findings of the reports that really jumped out at you? Usually when I look at these reports, I like to look at them over time and kind of versus one another. I think one of the most interesting things for me that popped this year is While many MSPs report being very concerned about ransomware as a threat, their SME customers are nowhere near as concerned as they were three years ago. Specifically in Europe, right now, roughly one out of 10 SMEs is uh, reporting being very concerned. Whereas in 2017, when we last ran this report, one out of three MSPs. So there's quite a significant drop there. And it's especially interesting when you contrast that with the fact that the MSPs seem to be consistent in their level of concern. So I think that's an interesting data point tells me that there's something more there to probably understand. And I think it's even more interesting when you look at the fact that four to five MSPs report attacks in the last two years in both reports. So the amount of attacks is not decreasing since 2017 through 2019, what MSPs are reporting, but the level of concern is decreasing amongst SMEs. And it's not quite clear what the result of that is. One potential hypothesis is that SMEs are doing a better job of avoiding the kind of the downtime that comes with ransomware. We saw in this year's report, one out of three MSPs reporting business-threatening downtime, whereas in the 2017 report, that was almost eight out of 10 MSPs reporting that. So quite a significant drop there. But that is especially interesting when you consider that there's a 300% increase in the cost of downtime. So while the reporting less business-threatening downtime, that downtime is getting much more expensive to the tune of 53 times greater 
than the ransom request itself, which is really, really interesting when you think about it in terms of the fact that if you compare the same data point in the US in 2019, you have 53 times greater cost of downtime in Europe than you do in the US, which is only reporting a 23x increase. So that's pretty substantial. It's interesting to see those kind of substantial numbers and that kind of fluctuation and change, especially over a period of that as well, because you mentioned 2017, right? Was the last time this report was conducted? Yeah, that's my understanding is the the last EMEA report was end of 2017, early 2018. Yeah, it's interesting to see those kind of numbers and and how they're kind of doing, especially when it comes to downtime as well. That's interesting. Do you think that has had a a knock-on effect for what you're seeing throughout the report? I do. I think the interesting thing is that there's some sort of X factor here that I can't quite put my finger on. Like the reduction in concern in SMEs is very interesting, right? Because that signals that there's a headwind for MSPs to kind of sell security services in. But it could also mean that SMEs are less concerned because you know maybe there's two other factors here, right? One of the factors is the report found this year that only 2% of SMEs couldn't recover after paying a ransom, which roughly one out of five MSPs report that their SMEs paid the ransom. 2% couldn't recover now versus almost 20% in 2017. So I think you know maybe the concern now is because, you know, 2017 decryption, if you did pay the ransom, was not great. And there was not a high guarantee that you were going to get your data back if you had to go down that route. So it might be because MSBs are doing such a great job at servicing these small and medium-sized enterprises that they are less concerned. Just a really interesting kind of thing kind of think about there. And one of the you know main findings of the report this year was that SMEs who outsource IT services are at less risk than those who don't. So again, there's probably something there that's interesting to kind of keep digging at and figuring out. That's the most important element of these reports, isn't it? It's it's understanding the trends and yes, you can be presented with the data now, but it, it's understanding how this unfolds and seeing why this is happening. It's not really a fix-all solution is it it's not his report here's the issues here's how we can solve it it's it's a lot more to that to, to kind of dig into isn't it yeah definitely you mentioned about comparing reports there obviously 2017 ema to now but did you find any comparisons when you were looking at the global state of the channel ransomware report in this one yes i did actually compare both there's actually a higher incidence of smes reporting being a victim of ransomware in europe than globally which is especially interesting. Uh, Again, you go back to the fact that SMEs are less concerned. They're reporting being more targeted to their MSPs, but they're less concerned. So again, something very interesting there. We already discussed how the cost of downtime in Europe is, is substantially greater than the cost of downtime in the US. Again, even more cause to wonder why are SMEs not as concerned, right? If the cost of downtime is far greater in Europe and surrounding areas, why would they be less concerned? And the thing I keep going back to is I think that there's a confidence in their MSPs and the MSPs ability to recover. You know, probably the most interesting piece to me that I keep going back to is that's just such a substantially statistically significant deviation 
you know, other things we, we see a higher incidence of ransomware targeting Android OSs in Europe than in global report, although Windows PCs are, are still, you know, by far and away the, the, the top targeted threat. I think another interesting trend is in Europe, 14% of MSPs versus 64% of global MSPs report attacks against O365. So there's fewer O365 or SaaS ransom attacks being reported through the MSPs that took the survey. You know, again, pretty significant deviation, you know, 50% difference in Europe versus US. I think there's a trend here too of one of the reasons that SMEs might not be as concerned is while there are a self-reported higher rate of ransomware infections, we've talked about this in the past, there's really two types of ransomware infections, right? There's kind of opportunistic and targeted. And I think really what most SMEs in Europe are seeing are this opportunistic type, like kind of the drive-by, you know, not significantly high ransom amounts for the most part. Whereas globally, we're seeing this, you know, especially in in North America and in Australia, we're seeing this kind of renaissance, so to speak, in ransomware because of ransomware as a service. Also, when you look at the variants that MSPs are reporting, we're kind of not really seeing them report some of these really new ransomware as a service variants like Maze, Ryok, Sonokibi, and variants like that that are operating on the ransomware as a service. So it, it could also be that we're just not seeing that data yet reflected in kind of the Europe reporting because it, it hasn't been hit as heavily. And that's not to say that it isn't being hit. And that it's not moving that way. We, we do see that. It's just not yet reflected in the, in the report. And looking forward, if I'm going to make a prediction, I do predict that we're going to see more of that type of activity being reported in Europe over the next year. And so I would expect that next year, these data points would start to align more with what we're seeing in the global report. So really what I would say is anybody that reviews the European State of the Channel ransomware report they should really also look at the global report because that's kind of a leading indicator of what's to come and use the juxtaposition of those two reports to kind of figure out how you want to kind of prepare yourself for that changing ecosystem because it is coming. It's just started in North America and Australia, New Zealand area first, it seems. That's interesting. Yeah, because that, that was going to be a follow on of mine is, is how can people use this research to be better prepared. And I think you hit the nail on the head there where it's not just resting on your laurels and saying, oh, that's happening in North America. We're fine here based on these studies. It's understanding that this will be coming your way too. So how can they put measures in place to make sure that this doesn't happen in Europe? What kind of preparation plans can organizations start implementing now to kind of get ahead of that curve? One of the biggest findings in the report continues to be that backup and disaster recovery solutions, especially those that are kind of not locally resident or network accessible through common attacks protocols or protocols that ransomware used to spread, those types of solutions tend to be the best thing that helps businesses avoid downtime. So it's kind of the number one most reported control that kind of helps businesses avoid downtime. And those who don't have that solution are are really subject to having to pay the ransom and hoping 
that the ransom decryption process works. Again, the attackers have gotten really good at making that function because they want to get paid. And it's oddly, they do view it as a customer service. You know, they want their customers to be happy, quote unquote. And so they've gotten really good at the decryption process, especially as like we've seen the rise in ransomware as a service. It's become pretty much guaranteed that you can recover your, your data that way. But certainly if you're avoiding paying the ransom, which you should, a backup and disaster recovery solution works. Again, when you go back and you compare the European reports, AV was listed as the second most effective control against ransomware in 2017's survey, that being antivirus. That has dropped down to like six or seven now. And this year we saw endpoint detection or response controls, which is kind of a next-gen antivirus slash incident response kind of hybrid control pop onto the scene. And so we're, we're, we're starting to see that be viewed as a more effective control, or, or at least starting to see it pop on as a solution that MSPs are deploying to help fight this fight. And I think that's definitely a positive trend seeing MSPs adopt that technology because it, it definitely has a lot of promise. So yeah, that's kind of the biggest takeaway is having an effective backstop with a backup and disaster recovery solution and then putting the right controls in place, like endpoint detection and response, email security filtering, web filtering, DNS protections, things like that, that kind of give you a leg up on preventing it from occurring in the first place. If, if your SMEs don't have that, highly likely that they're going to fall victim to ransom. You know, especially those in construction and manufacturing and professional services across both years, those continue to be the top two segments of small, medium-sized enterprises that are impacted by this. Retail is also significantly up in 2019. 25% of MSPs report a retail customer uh, having been hit by ransomware, whereas that was just 1% back in 2017. So retail kind of displaced nonprofits for the number three slot in the 2019 report. But nonprofits are still holding strong at around 22% of MSPs report nonprofits. So if you have customers in construction and manufacturing, professional services, retail, or nonprofit, those are the ones that you're probably going to want to focus a lot of attention on. That doesn't mean that everyone else is immune. We see it in every industry, but there seems to be a focus on those verticals or something about those verticals that make them especially susceptible to ransomware. And so MSPs that have customers in those verticals should definitely be thinking about implementing those types of controls that we discussed, email filtering, web filtering, endpoint detection response, and a, and a kind of an offline backup and disaster recovery solution whose backups cannot become encrypted during the attack. You know, that's something that they should definitely be looking at. Do you think that maybe comes down to, within those industries, a kind of lack of education or understanding of cybersecurity protocols and understanding of risks that are kind of in place? Because for those industries in particular, there's, that's not really going to be a main focus for training or education or just general staff implementation. So a lot more stuff could potentially get through the cracks moving forward. I think you probably have a combination of factors, and I think you really would need to look at each one individually. Nonprofit verticals tend not to have big budgets, so some kind of the best of breed technologies tend to be kind of out of their reach. 
And so a lot of MSPs are trying to find creative ways to protect them. That said, there are a lot of vendors that provide nonprofit pricing. So I think that's definitely an interesting area. But I think, you know, my experience in talking with MSPs that service nonprofits is they tend to have very tight budgeting cycles and they really closely manage their spend. And so they might, you know, they may know they need something now, but not be able to budget for it until next year. And so they're kind of consistently operating with known security gaps for periods of time, which is really unfortunate. Retail is an interesting space, right? Because I think there's there's a trend here that is not in the report, but I think we'll start seeing in the coming years. A lot of ransomware now is also coming with data theft because SMEs have found ways to recover from ransomware, right? The attackers are in this to get paid. And so if you can recover, they don't get paid. So what they're doing is they're taking files while they're in your environment, encrypting it. And even if you do recover, then they're saying, you know, I'm going to extort you. I'll make these files public, affecting basically public data breach on that individual or the entity. So, you know, I think retail is interesting because it's got a lot of that data that those entities might seek to protect with the extortion piece. Construction and manufacturing, I, I would have to believe that we see industrial control systems attacks all the time. I think that's a combination of old technology, embedded technology that's hard to kind of keep up to date and patch. And then professional services, is it's, it's really just such a broad area. You know, you can have everything from lawyers to accountants to, you know, you name it. So it's just a really broad landscape there. I don't think there's really any one reason why those are, are more susceptible, but I would imagine that MSPs who service these verticals will have a very good understanding of what the headwinds are and maybe be able to take kind of a second stab at figuring out a way to help protect customers in these verticals from these types of attacks. So if I was to ask one last question then here on this episode, this report has come out, say, for example, obviously there's going to be another one in two years time. What would you want to see change the most? What would you want to see happen across the industry that would kind of instill some faith and some hope? So I think in two years time, we're going to be having a dramatically different conversation, right? We, we discussed just briefly ransomware as a service, as kind of an up and coming model. It doesn't mean that opportunistic ransomware is going to go away, but the incentives are there and the profits are greater for attackers that buy into the ransomware as a service model. And for MSPs that don't understand that, what that means is there's effectively a developer of ransomware software that sells their software to attacker groups and gives them a cut of the profit of the ransom that gets paid, a very large cut of that profit, anywhere from 60 to 70%. And they have increasing incentives based off of the number of machines infected and and, and things like that. So we're going to see a pretty significant shift towards ransomware as a service. And I think as a result of that, we're going to need to see pretty significant landscape shift that MSPs and SMEs are going to have to deal with, right? Because a lot of that opportunistic stuff gets handled well by email filtering, end user training, web filtering, and it's easily recovered from mostly with good technology and and kind of low costs on that side for the ransoms. If they do have to pay them, I think it's going to be a pretty material conversation yeah, you know, I wish I could sit here and say I think ransomware is going to, you know, be a thing of the past. 
I don't see that. I think it's unfortunately very much here to stay. I think you're also going to be seeing, especially I think if you look at probably some of the trends that we're starting to see with kind of the, the current economic and medical crisis, a lot of workload shifting to cloud platforms. I think we're going to see an increase in ransomware against SaaS and, and infrastructure cloud services in, in the next two years. So I think there's going to be some pretty different type of data that we're going to be talking about in two years. Honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it just stays mostly this opportunistic type of stuff that's easy to combat with kind of modern technology stacks. But I, unfortunately, I do I do see kind of two years out that there's going to be some pretty material shifts in attacker tactics. And so I think we're, as an industry, going to have to be thinking about that as well. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And as you say, these threats evolve and it's just up to the people in the industry to evolve with it and hopefully they can keep it at bay. But Ryan, it's been absolutely great speaking to you again. So thank you for going into so much depth and talking about this. It's been really great. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I look forward to our next conversation. If anyone's interested in reading the report, you can obviously head over to dato.com. There's an ebook there that you can download. We'll also have a link in the description down below. So once again, thank you to Ryan for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Expert series. Until then, head on over to em360tech.com. You've been listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.